Hey folks, this is David opposing the Matrix server again in kind of a late start. Brian will be back with us momentarily. He had some business to take care of at home. Um, so folks, um, we're coming to you tonight on our regular Thursday night with me and Brian. And we're just um, going to talk about a few things tonight. If you're reading the um, scrolling bar across the bottom, um, we're going to talk about Planet X, Nibiru, the Anunnaki versus the Anakin. Were they the same? Uh, the Nephilim and the Sons of God. Brian, you, oh, maybe you're not muted. Okay, cool. Hey, Brian. Hey, sorry about that. I had to get out, go do something. Oh, no problem, man. No problem whatsoever. You hear me, right? Oh, yeah. Perfect. Okay. All right. I was wondering if I muted me or you. <laughs> no, I can hear you. <laughs> there are lots of people that would like to mute me. I know that. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was just telling what um, we're going to talk about tonight, Brian. Um, so I did a little bit of research today, Brian, on the Anakim and the um, Anunnaki. I think are one of the same, actually. Um, it's just that uh, Zachariah Stitchin decided to print a whole uh, theoretical uh, fiction book about the uh, the Anunnaki, and uh, so we'll talk about that tonight. But um, Brian, I, I'm confused about Planet X and Nibiru, or Nibiru, however you say it. Now, are those one and the same thing, or what? Yes. Oh, okay. It's the same. It's just two different names. Um, okay. There's other names. I can't remember. There's several names they give for it. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, I got them written down here. Um, um, when I get to that, I'll, I'll kind of let you know. But okay, yeah, yeah. But the Nibiru or Planet X is the two most common names. Okay. Now there's a now another thing that confuses me, and I'm glad you're on tonight because I'm pretty confused, and I don't like being confused. Mm -hmm. um, now. Is Nibiru a star or a planet? It's I've I've read several different things. They're not a hundred percent cent sure. It's either a dead star or it's a large planet. Oh, okay. But it it is real and it's um and it's very 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 large. I've I've heard it's four to seven times larger than the earth and i've heard where it's twice as big as jupiter wow Man, so against a lot of but it's it's very it's it's well i don't want to spoil you know what you're going to say so but it's very large yeah mm -hmm. actually i wasn't going to say much on that subject because i you know i'm kind of ignorant when it comes to that um, yeah i i studied on it for a couple of years about six years ago before i moved to la I did a lot of research on it because back then in the early, uh, what was that, 2012 to 2016, it was a huge thing. They thought it was going to come back then. Like, remember 2012, everybody thought something was going to happen on 2012. Mayan calendar. A lot of mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of people thought it was, you know, Planet X, which obviously it wasn't. But, yeah, I did a, I did a lot, but I did some research on it back then mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. recently, too. Now, I saw a picture of it. It looks, they called it the horned planet. Kind of like yeah. the atmosphere, something goes up like a horn around it or something. What happens is, is it approaches the sun. That's what it does. And oh. uh, it actually, um, you know, my notes here, I actually made a few notes on this because there's so much to talk about on this. Um, mm -hmm. Well, I, I don't want to get into my segment because I'll take time from yours, but 
basically as it gets closer to the sun, it it's uh, it's carrying a huge debris field. It's like a giant vacuum cleaner. So basically, you've got a planet or a dead star uh, uh, that has a gravity field hundred times more than the Earth. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just planet X. It has its own moon. It has asteroids circling it. It's like a trail of just debris following this thing. It's so big. Wow. It has planets, small moon-like planets orbiting it. Wow. This, this thing is massive. And it's it's been around here before. It's hit. The, it's come by the Earth in the past. I actually have some of the dates written down. Why but, don't you go ahead and just, if you if you don't mind, going first and just talking about it. And I can yeah, yeah. Later. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, well, I'll get, I'll get to, the, I've got some uh, scripture, but I'll get to that at the end. Um, it was first discovered in the early seventies by NASA, 71, 72. Oh. I have to look up my notes here, folks. Sorry. They sent up Pioneer, Pioneer 10. I think it was called maybe, I think it was called Pioneer 10. Mm-hmm. And they sent it up because they saw something with a telescope, but they weren't sure what it was. Then they sent up another Pioneer about two or three years later. And they set up another one a few years later after that because they knew what area of the sky it was in. This is all right. factual. This is not conspiracy. This is what NASA did. And I remember seeing, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I remember seeing articles in the newspaper that there was a huge planet that NASA had discovered. And with a couple of days, they backtracked and took it out of the news. Figures. But these three uh, 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 observing satellites that were sent out to find this thing found it and they triangle trying use three of them from different angles to make a triangle to yeah. figure out the position of this thing. and they oh that's my my french bulldog and so they found it and mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they shut it down didn't find anything huh. and then about 20 years goes by and they find it again it comes out in the news again and then they shut it all down and they say no we didn't find anything nothing huh. to see here so I know it's a huge conspiracy, but in my mind, it's real. They found it twice. They know right. where it's at now. And um, it's massive. It's four to seven times bigger than the Earth or twice as big as Jupiter, whatever you want to go by. If, if it's four to seven times bigger than Earth, it's the size of Neptune. Huh. And Neptune is huge. <clears throat> yeah, it is. And yeah. so um, let's see here. And the only way they can find it or observe it is with an infrared telescope. It can't be seen with an optical telescope. It has to be really? used infrared. Um, let's see what else. And NASA says it exists. And matter of fact, I just watched a clip. CNN a few years ago said it existed. Wow. They had a whole special on it, and they said it existed. And then they backtracked. Mm-hmm. Huh. So it's real, folks. It really is real, and and uh, I I know why it's here. I know why it's been put into our solar system, and I know what's going to happen with it. And I'll say that at the very end. Um, oh, and you know, one of the things they're saying is, oh, there's no Planet X, there's no Nibiru. It's just a conspiracy. There's, well, come to find out, NASA experts say it's totally normal for a solar system to have rogue planets, at least two, in their solar system. And a rogue planet is a planet that does not follow a, a, a orbit, a stationary orbit around us, a sun like ours. It's a, it can either be a planet that you just kind of just 
like an asteroid that just flies through the middle of a solar system on some kind of course and comes back hundreds of years later, but it doesn't have like a, a pattern to it. And then it can be a rogue planet or star, dead star, like a neutron star that has an elliptical orbit. And I think that's the one that Nibiru has is an elliptical. So it's egg shaped. It's not mm-hmm. circular. Right. And what I've studied in the past, and it's funny, a lot of the stuff I studied in these websites are, I know you found some, I found some again, but a lot of them are down. They took them away. Yeah. Um, it's elliptical orbits about 3,600 years, anywhere from 1,800 to 3,600 year orbit, wow. depending who you talk to. And when it does come by the Earth, they're expecting it. They're not exactly, they won't tell us exactly. They'll never tell us. But what I've studied today in the last few days about this to refresh myself and what's going on with the vaccines, believe it or not, I think this Nibiru or Planet X ties in to COVID. Mm-hmm. And I'll explain why. And there's a reason, and there's other reasons for COVID. You know, we all know the other reasons, political and power grabbing and all that, but there's another reason. And so uh, the last time it came by was... Um, it came by in seven oh around seven oh five BC, um, and in the historical records going back to seven oh five BC, the calendar changed. Yeah. We went from a three hundred and sixty day calendar to what we have. We went from a thirty day month calendar solar to the one we have now, and the reason is in there's too much time to go into every scientific fact, but basically when this thing came back by in 705 BC, it pulled on the earth and caused it to get out of its orbit a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it changed, it changed enough that we had to add, we had to add five days. We had to, we had to do that. And it does mention, has this ever happened before? And I think it's in, help me out here today with this one. Uh, what was it? Joshua, yeah, yeah, the earth, God had the earth, literally the sun stay in the sky for, was it 24 hours? And in Genesis? No, it's in in Joshua. Oh, it's in Joshua, right, right. Yeah. And so, has this kind of stuff happened before? Now, was that incident Planet X? It could have been. It could have been. God could have used Planet X to do that. Mm -hmm. But something happened, so it's not unprecedented to have our orbit or our axis tipped one way or the other on, on the earth. It's happened before. Uh-huh. So, um, and I think it happened during the flood, but that's just my opinion, but that's something else to talk about. I agree. And, yep. Yeah. So, and then it says, and it says, um, oh, where is it at? Oh, the Chinese, the Chinese. Yeah. Uh, something happened in, and it goes in, oh yeah, China. In 1045 AD, something happened, and the Chinese saw it passing, and they named it the dragon. Because remember you mentioned, Dave, about how it's got the, like the wings? Yeah. Well, the Chinese saw it in 1045 AD, and they said it was the dragon. Because when it gets close to the sun, the, the wings turn red. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's got wings. And I've seen pictures or mocked up pictures of what it might look like. It looks, it looks like that. I can see why they think that. Mm-hmm. And, and then it gets really interesting. 
that the Vatican happens to have a telescope. It's one of the most powerful, did you know this? Yeah. The most powerful telescopes in the world at the Vatican. And they've been tracking this thing for decades. And the telescope that tracks this thing, um, let's see, where is it? Hold it, hold it, that's not it. Uh, oh yeah, they named it Lucifer, mm-hmm. the telescope. Yeah. That's what they named the telescope. Yeah, they named it Lucifer. And yeah, the telescope is called the Lucifer. Wow. Mm -hmm. So why would the Vatican be tracking this? Because they know it's coming. And just so folks you know, it's not going to hit the Earth. It doesn't have to. I've heard reports it's going to pass between Jupiter and Saturn's orbit of the Earth, which is... I think I heard 600 to 700 million miles. But this thing is so big, it's going to pull Jupiter and Saturn off their orbits a little bit. That's how big it is. And if it pulls Jupiter and Saturn or one or the other, or like Jupiter, Jupiter is going to pull us. Right. And and it's uh, it's going to be bad. You know, it's just look at the the moon. Um, as small as the moon is, which I think is 400 miles around, maybe a little more, it changes our sea level by 15 to 20 feet in certain parts mm-hmm. of the world. Right. You're talking something, uh, basically a small sun traveling through our solar system, six, 700 miles, a million miles away. It's going to pull on our earth. What's that going to do? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what's going to do? It says in uh, different places in scripture, revelation in different places, that the tossing of the sea will give men heart attacks. Yeah. That men, mankind, men, women will be at the seashore or up on a hill and the waves won't be 50 feet. They'll be hundreds of feet. Mm-hmm. And they'll be washing over the top of hills going hundreds of miles inland on some continents. Right. And this thing, it's been kind of not in the news much lately, but mm-hmm. I sent you an article, Dave, about um, the 200 uh, underground military facilities in America. Right. 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 You saw that. Yeah, I read it. Right. So, folks, there's a I can't remember I got it, but there's over 200 underground military facilities in America alone. Some of these are up to two miles deep. I don't know how they did that, but they they did it. A lot of them are hundreds, if not thousands of feet deep inside mountains, down in valleys. And. I'm thinking, I used, and I used to think, well, part of it's for if there's a nuclear war, and we know that the deep state wants to depopulate the planet, right? They, you know, like Bill Gates right. and Soros, that, that that's what the vaccine is, is to kill people off. Mm-hmm. And they want to get the population down to half a billion. Right. Part of it, too, is it says that in Revelation that the judgments are so severe that they cry to God, no, they cry out to have the mountains fall on them and the caves and rocks bury them to hide them from God Almighty who sits on the throne. It actually mm-hmm. says that. Yeah. So um, whenever I read that when I was younger, I would think, well, rocks, I mean, okay, there'll be a few people hiding in caves, but why would that be relevant? Is there going to be that many people living in caves? Well, come to mm-hmm. find out this article that Dave has, and he's read them before, and I have too. Those are going to be tens of millions of people living underground during the tribulation, like tens and tens of millions. Yeah. 
one of the cities underground is 80 square miles. Wow. And one of them, excuse me, is under the uh, Denver airport. I think that's the one that's 80 square miles. They're right. massive. They're massive cities underground, thousands of feet deep. So now that verse makes sense. And it actually says kings and rulers and mighty men and, you know, are going to call out to God to have these mountains fall on and bury them because they're afraid of God. Because they literally will be able to see what he's doing and who he is. So now it makes sense because millions of people will be living underground. And sure enough, right now, people are building bunkers in their own backyards. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it, folks, but the bunkers in the backyards aren't going to save you from this one. Mm-hmm. They may save you from the locust or a small earthquake, but they're not going to save you from this one. Right. And so, um, hold on one second, Dave. Let's see. Sure. And in 2013, Janet Palatano, she was um, was for Clinton. No, who was she? No, she wasn't working for Clinton then, but she was. Um, oh, what FEMA was she? FEMA director. Yeah, no, no, she was uh, the general. Oh, oh gosh. I'm oh no, no, no. Yeah, the FBI. Attorney General. She was the yeah. Attorney General mm-hmm. for Clinton. That's right. In 2013. She made a comment in an interview that there's a disaster coming that you cannot prepare for and that a lot of people aren't going to make it. And she made some kind of reference, but she wasn't pushed about what it was. Right. And that was in 2013. So the world leaders know this is coming. And so part of this is they're trying to depopulate the earth now by nuclear war. See, because I kept thinking – why would Biden push Russia to a nuclear war to attack us and to attack? Because that's what he's doing, folks. He's right. egging them. He's pushing like a bully in a schoolyard. Go ahead and hit me. Hit me. Just see what mm-hmm. happens. Why would he do that? Because he knows this thing. They know this thing is coming. Their their idea is they're going to survive this thing. We might as well get as many people off the earth and dead. So when it comes by, we can control the rest of the population because they're going to be panic. And when it finally passes by and it's all done, it will do some of the work for us by depopulating. And we'll be underground. We'll survive. We'll come out of our caves and build a new world order. Mm-hmm. And so that's my opinion. Right. Um, that's part of what's why they're pushing. They don't care if a nuclear war comes because this thing comes by. It's it's going to be bad, folks. It's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. And I want to read some scripture, Dave, if it's okay. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, hold on here. Of course, you got to read scripture. Um, <laughs> I got to go to my Bible app and Revelation. Um, uh, let's, let's see, Revelation. Oops, up. So, what's going to happen? Here's what's going to happen. I can tell you exactly what's going to happen because the Bible says what's going to happen. The very first part of the tribulation. What we always see movies on is the four horsemen of the apocalypse. But what we don't read past is um, verse 12. Let me look it up, folks. Um, okay. Right before this, there's um, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. War, famine, death. Uh, what else? Um, the rider on the white horse. Uh, war, famine, and death. And then the fifth seal, because he breaks the seals. If you read the book of Revelation, there's seven seals, is the martyrs. And then the sixth seal is, and I'll read it. I looked 
when he broke the sixth seal and there was a great earthquake and the sun became black as sackcloth made of hair and the whole moon became like blood and the stars of the sky fell to the earth as a fig tree casts its unripe figs when shaken by a great wind. The sky was split apart like a scroll when it's rolled up and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. Then the kings of the earth and the great men and the commanders and the rich and the strong and the slave and the free man hid themselves in caves among the rocks of the mountains. And he said to the mountains and to the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the presence of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb. So that's, that's what's going to happen. And mm-hmm. and the word great earthquake, a great earthquake, and Dave, you probably know this, is an earthquake over 8.0. Right. But this earthquake is so big, it shakes the mountains. And this is a worldwide earthquake. So you have to ask yourself, what would cause a worldwide earthquake to hit the whole world at the same time? A giant planet flying by the earth, pulling on its gravity with its gravity. And it says here in verse 13, and the stars fell from the sky like a fig tree cast its own ripe fruit. The word stars there in the Greek is literally like rocks. It's like, it's a meteor shower. It's a huge meteor shower. And Planet X, and I've read plenty on this, is carrying, it's like a, it's like a garbage heap. It's sucking, it's like a huge vacuum cleaner and it's, it's sucking up all this debris as it flies through the solar system. So as it passes, even at 600 million miles, it's going to just bring all this debris with it, and it's just going to pull with the earth, all these small meteors, some large, some small, and but not big enough to destroy the earth because this, there's, the earth isn't totally destroyed because Jesus comes back at the end of all this and, and saves everybody. And then, um, so that's a great earthquake. And you're thinking, right. and, then, and in Revelation 8, 12, I won't read it, uh, actually, I will, um, real quick here. Where's 812? Where am I? Um, there's six, seven, eight. And then 812, um, the second angel sounded and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea and a third of the sea became blood and a third of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died and a third of the ships were destroyed. The third angel sounded and a great star fell from heaven, burning like a torch, and it fell on a third of the rivers of the springs of water. The name of the star is called Wormwood, Wormwood, and a third of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died from the waters because they were made bitter. The first one is an asteroid or meteor, and it says it burns like a mountain, so this thing's big. The second one is a, probably a comet. It has a tail. Uh, we know from... What it says here in the first part that this meteor hits the water and whatever ocean it hits, it pretty much destroys that ocean, pretty much, right. at least a good portion of it. And then the other one, it's, there's been different views on this, Dave, is that it either hits the earth or it flies by the earth. I'm starting to think this one hits the earth too, but it poisons the fresh water. Mm-hmm. So where did these things come from? They came from... Nibiru, they came from Planet X. Right. They're in its they're in its tail. They're being pulled along like a tow in an old truck. It's like a Ford pulling a Chevy with a rope. <laughs> Sorry. You know, <laughs> well, Ford you got, pulled a Chevy. Yeah, Ford you, Chevy. 
Yeah, you got the you got the the cadence right. The Ford's pulling the Chevy. Yeah. <laughs> pulling the Chevy. Well, this thing is pulling debris. It's it's it, in the previous two verses of the passage in chapter six. Um, it's a meteor shower. Now, as as this thing keeps coming, something bigger is being pulled along with it. This is just my opinion, but mm-hmm. I know I know for a fact that that those aren't figs falling on the earth as big tree. Those are meteors. Those are meteorites right. falling on the earth. Okay, and then um, Revelation, and this line, this is the one I want to end with. Revelation 16, verses 17 and 19. Come on, Brian. And then the, the seventh angel poured out its bowl upon the air, and a loud voice came out of the temple from the throne saying, it is done. And there were flashes of lightning and sounds and peals of thunder, and there was a great earthquake, such as there had not been since man came to be upon the earth. So great an earthquake was it, and so mighty, the great city was split into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. So it's funny, the first great earthquake moved the islands and moved the mountains out of their place. This one flattened them. And you think the one in the beginning was bad. It says this is the greatest earthquake in human history. It shakes the whole earth. Here's a couple of things. One, why was the first one not as bad as the second one? Because planet X was further away. So what it does, it comes by the earth from whatever side. I don't know what's coming, what direction, but it comes by at 700 million miles, whatever it is flies by the earth, and as it flies by the earth for a short period of time, it just stretches the earth. It just stretches it. And it, and then it goes around the back side of the sun, comes back around seven years later. The first earthquake is in the beginning of the tribulation, the first few months. The second one, because it says it is done. What is right. done? The tribulation is done. It's ending. Uh, right after this, two chapters later, uh, three chapters later, the Lord comes back. And so it comes around the sun, comes by the earth closer. How do I know it's closer? Because it does more damage. And it, uh, what does it say here? Um, thunder, there was a great earthquake. It says, sounds appeal. There was a greater such as been since it came upon the earth. A man had been here. It was so much. The great city was split. I'm thinking that's Jerusalem into three parts and the cities of the nations fell. And so you get one of these great earthquakes, which is above an eight. And I think this is above a 10. <laughs> okay. Right. I don't think this is an eight. The, the one up at Japan in 2004 was 9.2. And it just did one little part of the world and caused a huge tsunami. This thing is, this thing's off the scale. It's a 20. And it's a 20 all over the planet at the same time. There's no escaping. You can't escape this. And even if you're in a bunker, you can't because the bunker is going to cave in on you. The best place it would be would be out in the wilderness somewhere out in the open. Um, and then it comes by again seven years later. And it's right before the second coming of the Lord in chapter 19, verses 18 or something like that. And so, um, so, I, whoever's watching tonight or listening or going to listen in the future on these in this one, I've been really thinking a lot about this one tonight because 
folks, take everything that's been going on in the world in the last, say, it's just say the last three years with COVID. Now we have a war in uh, Ukraine, which, by the way, Russia is not losing like the media says they are. That's a lie. That's right. Um, the, the tribulation's about to start. In my opinion, I think this, this fall could be a great time for the tribulation to start. Uh-huh. I think we're that close. If it's not this fall, it's within another two or three years at the max. And why do I say this? I'm not predicting the day that the rapture is going to happen. And I have my own opinion about that. But mm-hmm. I don't want to put that out there because that's my opinion. Right. But let's talk about the tribulation. The seven-year, the time of Jacob's trouble and Daniel, uh, the, with the whole book of Revelation, actually not the whole book, from chapter 4 to chapter 18. is the, Actually, chapter 6 to chapter 18 is the actual tribulation period. Is about to start. It's about to happen, folks. This is, I'm not trying to hype you up and, and scare you, just to scare you. If you don't know Jesus in your heart, you need to ask him in your heart, like right now, because that's what's coming. That's what's mm-hmm. coming. The tribulation is literally coming. Um, folks, just get on your phones and your tablets and research this stuff for yourself. Right. And and, and then go into Matthew 24 and, and Luke and different places and Daniel and Revelation and look and, and do a word search and look up the prophecies of the end times. Just look them up. Mm-hmm. And Israel's the main one. Look them up and start doing a study and start looking at your newspaper or your phone and the news. It's exactly what the God said was going to happen. Is exactly happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the least of our problems right now is 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 political. You know, you know what's, what Biden's doing to our country is horrible. It's horrible. But if you die tonight, you don't know Jesus in your heart. You're going to go to hell. That's what the scripture says. Yeah. You must confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross, that He's the Son of God. And he rose again. You must confess it and say it, and you're and physically just. Oh, I believe. I've been. Some of you might say I've been believing since I was a kid. I grew up in a Christian family christian church that does not make you saved matter of fact that's a scary place to be because you yeah, think you're is. saved mm-hmm. and you're not it's a heart condition i don't care if you're a pastor listening to me tonight if you go have jesus in your heart you're going to go to hell when you die and and uh i'm telling you i just know that i know the tribulation is not far off it is right here it is right here um, folks, we've talked many times on this program. Russia and China are doing, this is a fact, you can look it up. Russia and China are doing military drills on how to invade the mainland of the United States. Mm-hmm. The mainland, not Taiwan. They, China can care less about Taiwan. They'll take it. They're going to take it, but it's not, it's not, that's, they, they want us. They want our farmlands to, so they can feed the 1.4 billion people that they have because they polluted their farmlands and they can't produce the food anymore. Right. And so, and then you, you got, you just got what's going on in our country politically and, mor- and morally and, and the transgender and the wokeness and all this stuff. It's just like in the days of Noah. I think it's actually worse. And um, because of our technologies and things that we have folks, the Lord's about to return. He's about to return 
and the tribulation is going to start very, very soon. I want to steer you into heaven. Make sure your eternity is set. And you say, I, oh, I, that's just a bunch of malarkey. It's not true. Then look it up yourself. Do the fact checking yourself. Um, even without Nibiru, even without that, let's just say there's no Nibiru. There's no planet X. That's just a hoax. Okay. I'll give you that. We're about to go to nuclear war. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. We're, okay. We don't need planet X. We can do it ourselves. Right. And, and, just look at it. Russia's threatening us almost every day to nuke us. Now they're talking about nuking the mainland United States because we sent some extra, we sent some sophisticated uh, missiles and technology to Ukraine that can threaten mainland Russia. And Russia says, no, no, that's over the line. You know, if you keep this up, we're going to nuke you. They have hypersonic missiles that can go 8,000 miles an hour and cruise above the water by 50 feet. Mm -hmm. So we'd never see it coming. So, folks, this is the time to get your, I don't even want to say, but get your fire insurance. Ask Jesus in your heart. Right. Because there's all the money in the world is not going to save you. And, and you may have be rich. You, you have a lot of money now. And you, and you think, ah, oh, this guy's full of it. It's just money. Where are you going to go when you die? Right. If you say, oh, there's no God, a fool says in his heart, there's no God. It says that in uh, Proverbs, I think it's. Yeah, and the proof is in the pudding, right, Brian? Yeah, and so um, this planet X is real. I think it is. NASA, is, if NASA has found it twice and then backtracked twice. I remember in the 80s, it was the 80s or 70s, or late 70s, early 80s, seeing an article, I think it was in USA or one of the main papers, that they found this planet, and then they retracted it. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the government doesn't want you to know. They don't want you to survive. They don't want to, they, the government's not your friend. Mm-hmm. And you take care of your own family. The best way to take care of your own family is ask the, is that you get saved and you know Jesus in your heart. Because I'm telling you that I know that I know that we don't have a lot of time left. I feel it in my spirit. I see it in the news. I read about it every day. And Jesus is about to return. And yep. The tribulation's going to be horrible. And it says here uh, in different places, there's the seven year period that's coming up has never been a place. There's never been a period of time on the earth like the seven years ever. Right. And that's including the flood. So it's, um, it's not much time left. Get yourself together. If you're a believer, get in church. If you're mad at your sister, your brother, or, or you got stuff going on, get over it. Give it to the Lord. There's not much time. And pretty soon we're going to be with him. That's true. That's very true. Good words. Good advice. It really is. Um, wow. That's good. Um, you know, you talked about, Brian, um, Joshua's uh, long day. And if you look into it, folks, Joshua... Uh, when Joshua had a long day, other parts of the earth had a long night, and it's recorded. Okay, so it's not not something that, you know, the Holy Rollers are making up or something like that. It's it's a fact, and it's yeah. it's, it's documented in dozens and dozens and dozens of uh, historical accounts from different, different people all over the earth, okay? 
Um, you know, Chuck Missler um, brought that up uh, a while back. He thought it was Mars because Mars might have had an elliptical orbit. I don't think so. Um, but the, the Nibiru or um, Planet X uh, makes a lot of sense. You know, it really does. And um, it's possible that, like you said, also at the time of the flood, that it came by also, and um, that would maybe account for the tilt in the Earth that we have right now, the 23 and a half degrees, mm-hmm. you know, why we have spring yeah. and summer and stuff like that. So, um, And also, if it was accompanied by asteroids, one of them could have broke through the ice canopy that was around the Earth and caused the rain to fall. You know, it's, it's not too hard to imagine. It really isn't. And uh, so, um, what's I going to read here? Okay, that's that's later. Okay, um, so it's uh, now when you read, there's a guy out there who was I don't even know if he's still alive anymore, Zachariah Stitchin, and um, he's the one that made this whole uh, or capitalized, I should say, on this whole Anunnaki thing. And in the gist of it, here's here's what it is in, in common layman's terms: some guys from outer space came to Earth. They were superior. Some of them had relations with women. Boy, does that sound familiar? Yeah, kind of like Genesis mm-hmm. 6. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then they, they But where they get it mixed up, the offspring, according to Stitchin, are human beings like you and me. And um, according to the biblical script and also others, uh, the offspring were Nephilim. They were giants and hideous creatures. And uh, some accounts say they were monsters. Men of renown is another term. And. Uh, but when you study this, you realize that um, they're basically talking about the same thing in a different vernacular. Um, I was looking at, um, there, was a, there was a tribe in Israel. As a matter of fact, the, um, when Joshua arrived in, in, the, in the promised land, um, he sent those spies out. What were they? Uh, Twelve spies, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, 12, 10 of them came back with a bad report. In other words, hey, you'll never do it. We're never going to do this, you know, and, and only Joshua and Caleb said, yeah, we can. We have the Lord on our side. And they're the only ones incidentally, that lived long enough um, to, to enter the promised land because after the people doubted, they had to remain in the desert 40 more years until that generation died off. So uh, but they said that they were like grasshoppers or locusts. I think the word was in uh, in the sight of these these beings. And um, yeah, so. Uh, so they, they existed. And back then, I think they were called the Rephaim. And there's something interesting in scripture. Um, there's a scripture that says the Rephaim shall not rise. In other words, they're not going to participate in any, any kind of resurrection. They're just going right to the lake of fire when, when you know, everything, when push comes to shove and, and Yeshua finally comes back to earth and, and stuff like that. I think it's probably after the, the thousand years. But anyway, um, so... Those are the people that uh, Goliath was was thought to be one of these people. But anyway, uh, mm-hmm. the Anakim, um, I, I was going to mix up. The Anunnaki was uh, something that the ancient Sumerians believed in. Okay, that whole account. It was just a, a kind of a bastardized account of the Genesis 6 thing. And um, But um, there was a tribe in Israel, and they were called the Anak, uh, tribe of Anak or the Anakim. Anytime in Hebrew, when you have em in the back of it, it's plural. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nebi is um, is a, a word for prophet. Prophets is Nebiim. Okay. Anyway, um, so uh, 
they enter the land and these beings are there. Now, the Anakim is um, here. I'm going to, uh, if I can just find it here. Okay, what do we know about the Anakim? Um, was noted as being related to, to Anak, the son of Arba. That's in Joshua 15, 30. Arba was the greatest man among the Anakim. Joshua 14, verse 15. And uh, and let's see. The Anakim were apparently a tall people. Deuteronomy 2, 10. The Amim formerly lived there. Uh, people great and many and tall as the Anakim. Deuteronomy 9, 2 adds. A people greater and tall, the sons of the Anakim, whom you know. Of all whom you have heard, it said, who can stand before the sons of Anak? Now, if you look at, uh, uh, I think it's, um, I don't know if it's Anak or Arba, but when you look up what that word means, I think it's Anak. It means, it could mean like uh, that we're very long necklaces, but another meaning is the people with long necks. <laughs> now, if you look at your basic gray alien, what does he have? One, one defining feature is a very long, skinny neck. Okay, so are they saying, is this uh, some kind of way of telling us that the um, the uh, fallen angels came again, which we know they did because Genesis 6 says that they came before the flood and after. Um, so, you know, are, were they actually, um, I don't know why, why they would appear as, because uh, before the flood they appeared as um, the sons of God, which is, uh, basically, it's, it's basically human form, Okay. But after the flood, um, the sons of Anak, or the Anak, or Anak himself, or Arba, maybe is a better way to put it, because he was the father of Anak. Um, is it possible that those were the greys that came down and were doing experiments with uh, with humans, and uh, maybe alien abduction was quite prevalent back then? And why would God tell them to go into the land and to kill every man, woman, child, and animal? Uh, in a village and not take anybody hostage or take anything out of the village. Um, I, the answer I think is, is quite simple um, because if you read in the book of Enoch, Enoch, first Enoch, it talks about the, um, the Nephilim and it talks about men back then too, that they were actually experimenting crossbreeding animals. And I'm not talking about, you know, one kind of sheep with another. I'm talking about maybe a, um, a sheep and a horse and, and look at all the um you look at the greek um all their uh <laughs> i can't think of the word um their mythology that's what i'm thinking of okay you look at all the mythology and what do you have you have the centaur and what was he half man half horse i think and uh, the monitor was half man half something else you had medusa who was uh, like a, she had snakes on her head that sounds like something that would come out of a biologics lab in a very very um, mm -hmm. advanced uh, bio, bio, <laughs> biological lab. Sorry. It's been a long day here, folks. A very, yeah. very long day. Uh, so, um, you know, if, if they were doing it back then, why weren't they doing it right after the flood, too? And I think they were. Um, so if the Anakim can mean the long-necked ones or the product of the long-necked ones, then, then we get a kind of a clue of who these people were. Okay, I'm going to go back to that article again. Very interesting article. Um, let's see. The Anakim were also believed to be descended from the Nephilim. 
a powerful group of people who lived prior to the global flood during Noah's time. They don't say afterwards, but that's what the scripture says. When the 12 spies of, of Israel investigated the promised land, they reported, and there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, isn't that interesting, who come from the Nephilim. That's even more interesting. And we've seen them ourselves like grasshoppers, and we seem, that's the way we seem to them. Uh, Moses had taught the Israelites not to fear the Anakim, uh, Deuteronomy 121. Yet the Israelites did not listen. As a result, Caleb and Joshua would sur survive, be the only ones to survive for 20 years older, older uh, from the time of leaving Egypt to enter the Promised Land 40 years later. Um, I want to see if it goes into, okay, yeah, it does. Uh, when the Israelites did enter the Promised Land, Joshua defeated the Anakim. See what you can do when you trust the Lord. Um, <laughs> In the hill country. I mean, you got a guy three times bigger than you. Well, look at David, too, and Goliath. Yeah. yeah. What, 12 foot tall? I think they said Goliath was. And David took him down with a rock and a slingshot. Yeah. yeah but he brought, he brought three other rocks with him because uh, Goliath had three brothers. Um, Caleb was mentioned as driving uh, the Anakim out of Hebron. Afterwards, we are told there is none like of the Anakim, excuse me, Anakim left in the land of the people of Israel. Only in Gaza, in Gath, and Ashdod did some remain. Since Gath was Gath, <laughs> I'm toast. Uh, since Gath was mentioned as one of the remaining places of the Anakim, many have suspected that Goliath was descended of these people, as a man considered over nine feet tall. Okay, First um, Samuel seventeen four. Goliath certainly fit the description of a tall man. Okay. Anyway, so. We see that the, the gene line has, um, has has really come in, into view here, and as uh, Satan, as much as much as God was um, was making or Yahweh was making the uh, the seed of the woman to be fruitful and to um, surmount all the things that the devil threw against the seed of the woman, the devil was doing everything he could to promote the seed of the serpent, and um, we see it all through history. He wanted to kill the Jews because he knew that the Messiah was coming from the Jews. And, you know, Brian, you mentioned earlier that they want to bring the population down to 500 million. And I think that one of the reasons they want to do that, there, there are several reasons, of course, and you mentioned a mm -hmm. lot of them. I think another one we can add to that list is, um, and I mentioned this um, Monday when I did the show. Folks, I'm sorry I didn't post, but it was a mess. And uh, I couldn't put something like that on the air. Uh, just a lot of noise and stuff. But anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, so what he, he, um, one of the reasons that they want to do that is that every human being, no matter the wickedest human being or the most righteous human being, the, the prettiest human being or the ugliest human being, the tallest, the shortest, whatever, finds no favor with Satan. Now, he might say that he favors, you know, like the Satan worshipers and stuff like that, but he's only using them like he uses everybody else. Um, their time will come and they'll be just thrown aside and, uh, and suffer in Hades uh, for eternity if they don't get saved, that is. And um, so um, anyway, we are a reminder of God's special, uh, special creation. Now, there is a, a Jewish um, myth. I, I believe it to be true that Satan was jealous when man was created. Because according to this myth, Satan was promised dominion on the earth, but God created man and in place, or just created man. And 
the devil or Satan got mad about that and decided, you know, he made a pact with himself that he was going to destroy every human being because one, they remind him of how he was cheated out of the dominion of the earth. And two, um, that the Messiah would be a kinsman redeemer. He would be all man and all God. And if Satan could get rid of the, the messianic line, which he did not, um, he could have foiled it, but you know, he's, 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 a, he's, um, insane. He, uh, he thinks he can, that the creation can conquer the creator, which it can't, but, um, and, and also, um, you know, again, we're, we're reminders of the fact that he loses and God wins. And so he's got a threefold reason for eight and everybody that's a human being because we were created in God's image. Okay. And anything God does, the devil hates. Okay. So let's see. Where did I go after that? Okay. I was looking up um, the, uh, yeah, I want to go there and then somewhere else. Okay. The Anakim. This is in uh, Wikipedia. Yes, I referenced Wikipedia. Um, I'll whip myself with a wet noodle later. Um, <laughs> as mentioned in the Bible, as a race of giants descended from Anak. So the Anakim were giants, okay. According to the Old Testament, the Anakim lived in the southern part of the land of Canaan near Hebron. And that's in uh, Genesis 23.2 and Joshua 15.13. Um, now Genesis 14.5-6 states that the inhab- they inhabited the region known as Edom and Moab in the days of Abraham. And that's, interestingly enough, is where Sodom and Gomorrah were. Um, the name may come from a Hebrew word meaning necklace or neck chain, but also it could mean long necked. Okay, the formidable appearance. I added that last part, by the way. Uh, their formidable appearance, as described by the 12 spies sent to search the land, filled the Israelites with terror. Uh, the Israelites have identified them with the Nephilim. The giants, uh, let's see, la, 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 la. Joshua finally expelled them from the land, except for those who found refuge in, Philist- in the Philistine city of Gaza, Gath, and Ashdod. So there's another city. Okay. The Egyptian excavation text of the Middle Kingdom mentions a list of political enemies in Canaan, and among them a list of a, list of a group called the Li Anak, or people of Anak, the three rulers of Li-Anak were Aram, Abimimu, and Akirum. Well, I hope I spilled or said those right. Anyway, so it gives you an idea of the Egyptians do about them. And I bet you the Egyptians were kind of afraid of them, too. Uh, they were a brave people, but not that brave. Um, now, that leads us to go to this other thing now called Anu. Okay. Um, what is Anu? Okay, this is, um, again, we're going into um, Mesopotamian. Um, but Anu is really interesting. And um, as a matter of fact, a few years ago, I, got, I have to throw this in there. Uh, Jim Wilhelmson and uh, um, Eric Smith went actually went to Arizona, <laughs> near a place called Babylon, Arizona, of all places. Uh, looking for the fortress of Anu, uh, thinking that it could be there because it's on the 33-degree line. And a few uh, interesting and weird things happened while they're there. I don't have time to go into it, but it uh, makes you think that the enemy was trying to thwart their attempt to go there. Um, and they kind of got scared and didn't proceed any further than as far as they went. Um, okay, so Anu or Anum, um, 
let's see, I guess it's Akkadian, was Akkadian Zanu, uh, was the divine personification of the sky, supreme god, the ancestors of many of the deities in the ancient Mesopotamian region. He was regarded as the source of both divine and human kingship. Hmm, that sounds like the sons of God. Okay. And opens the, oh, it's gracious. Here we go again. Hold on, guy. I go vault. Okay. Sorry, guys. For some reason, uh, Melon likes to join us back to the back to the program after we've already been here. Oh, long way. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'll fix it in a little while. But um, no, it's uh, okay. No, no, it's yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, and I don't know why it does that, folks. But you know, it's it's going to cut out about ten seconds of what we were, I was talking about. But it's uh, the Lord has a way of working that out. Um, Anyway, so Anu was uh, supposedly, according to the Egyptians, um, the god of, uh, or the Egyptians, talking about the Mesopotamians, was the uh, father of Isis, of all things. Okay? So Anu seems to be the father of a whole bunch of different Nephilimic, if I can use that word, type of creatures. I think I just invented a word, Brian. Nephilimic. (laughs) (laughs) Nephilimic. Yeah. Um, So... Either that or it's, it's a disease or something, or both. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, so uh, the Anakim and the uh, the Anakim and Anunnaki uh, might not be different. They might be the same people, except that the storytellers that are telling the story are different and spinning it different ways. Uh, according to the Mesopotamians, the uh, An- Anunnaki came down and had. Uh, like I said, had relations with uh, the sons or the daughters of uh, man and produced offspring. And they, those were turned into a slave race, basically. And what would you think that, Brian, if, if uh, you had the Nephilim and they were they were anywhere from 10 to 30 feet tall and um, they uh, they existed at the same time, time as mankind. Do you think mankind would have had dominion or would it be them? It would be. Yeah. Right. Oh. Yeah, it would be them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's part of the reason the flood came was to get rid of them. Yeah, exactly. And to start over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, so, you know, you got them being the dominion. And then you have, uh, you know, it's a biblical account. And then you, in the Mesopotamia account, you have the Anunnaki being those that had dominion over the earth and, and over uh, their half uh, Anunnaki uh, slaves. And uh, so... Um, Anyway, it's, it's, I guess I think it's kind of really interesting. Um, and then, you know, after that, of course, it went on to uh, the Greeks because they took, picked up the um, mythology and, and the Babylonians did too because they were really heavy on ISIS. And, um, and uh, let's see, so the Nemedia Persians, I don't know if they went into that as much, but they did. Uh, who had the God? Oh, there was the Philistines. God was Dagon, the fish. Um, but anyway, so... Anu is supposed to be, according to what I've read, the father of all the, uh, what I would call Nephilim. Uh, the Greeks would call them the Titans. Um, you know, so it's it's the same story, but a different storyteller. And it just, it's sad that Zacharias Ditchin um, d- decided to take, not, not, not look at both of them equally. I don't think he did anyway. It's my opinion. But I don't think he looked at them equally. And said, "Hey, there's so much comparison here. 
But let's remember, he wasn't saved. He wasn't a Christian. He didn't believe in God as far as I know. So who, what side is he going to pick? Yes, he's going to pick mm -hmm. the Mesopotamian. Mesopotamian, excuse me. I'm inventing all kinds of words tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, Brian, yeah. one thing I want to bring up, and, and perhaps I think I've explained what I was trying to explain. Um, <clears throat> we were, you know, we watch uh, real crime. Uh, a lot of times we watch these people. I got to stand up for a minute. Pardon me. Uh, we watch these people that, or true crime. It's what it's called. And we watch these people that get into, you know, they're on the internet and they're talking about the crimes and, and other people join in. And that's basically they're an internet posse that judges people without the authority to do so. Mm -hmm. And um, so anyway, we were talking about disappearing kids because a lot of kids disappear there. We were looking at today at one of them and, uh, at a campground, nothing around it. The father said that he picked the place because there was a, a, mount, a hill on one side, a hill on the other, and a hill on the back, and there's no way that the kid could have got very far if he did wander. So everybody, oh, yeah, well, a stranger came and got him. Well, that might be true, but the stranger might have come with a beam of light and took him away, you know, uh, speaking of alien abduction. Because um, if you read the book by David Jacob, where he talks about uh, they have the ability to shut people off around them, okay? And then they take these these victims. I call them victims because that's what they are. And they abduct them. And then a lot of times they can return them because they somehow they're able to tweak time and space to return them not long after they were taken or return them somewhere else. And, they, you know, the excuse is they got lost or something. And um, But anyway, uh, I think a lot of uh, – these child disappearances uh, might be that, you know, I, I'd like to know what the audience thinks. If you want to send me emails or, or Brian emails or, um, mm -hmm. you know, or write down below what you think folks, that would be really interesting because um, I, when somebody is five feet from another person and they disappear in the blinking of an eye, you know, uh, they didn't walk away because the person would see it, but if they were shut off and then the person was taken, then I think that's a pretty good explanation. But again, that's mm -hmm. my experience, my uh, my explanation, and um, and we'll go go from there. But um, so I know that's really getting off the rabbit on a rabbit trail and stuff like that. But um, I just had to do that. <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> had an intruder. <laughs> Live internet. You gotta love it. Yeah. Yeah, right. Live podcast, that's what you get, you know? That's right. We're doing this out of our have, homes. Have you noticed uh, this is in our new home? That's not quite. Yeah, I noticed. Right. I was noticing the doors back there. Yeah, yeah, we got four doors yeah, we're mm -hmm. going to hang and yeah. a whole bunch of stuff to do. But um, yeah, but we're we're slowly moving things over here. So, folks, this is the new home of Delusion Resistance. And Brian's is the, the uh, California home of, the, uh, excuse me, Opposing the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a wreck. I can't get anything right today. <laughs> Try as hard as I may. Um, but uh, so, yeah, folks. Um, you know, Brian, uh, one of the things that happened, um, I think it was 2016. I think it was that year, 2017. Maybe 18, because I think I did my cancer and it was, yeah, okay, it was 18. Um, I read an article or a series of articles that um, there was two instances. One was down in, um, I think it was the Virgin Islands. 
Yeah, it was down in the Virgin Islands in that area. And then the other one I know was down in South America, kind of where Brazil joins a couple other countries down there in the south part of Brazil. And on those days, what happened was the water went out for miles. You know, the tide usually goes out a few hundred feet, maybe at the most. Um, but this tide went out for miles. And nobody can understand what happened. And um, uh, halfway around the world, like in Africa, South Africa is what I remember reading about. They had these humongous waves that were pounding the coast. Well, yeah, because the water has to go somewhere. It always seeks its own level. Okay, so if it leaves the east coast of Brazil and it's flowing in that direction, it's going to bombard the south uh, west coast of Africa. <laughs> and, and again, like I said, that happened in um, in the Caribbean somewhere. I can't remember exactly where. And now, yeah, you talked about the moon earlier. And, um, yeah, I don't know what size the moon is, but it, it affects the tides quite depending on how close it is to the earth and what season it is. It affects the tides quite profoundly sometimes. Um, even when it's, you know when it's raining a lot, it can cause flooding if it raises the tide high enough. But um, to move the water out hundreds of feet, it wasn't the moon. So I'm, I'm wondering, Brian, if you think maybe it was um, Nibiru going by, or or one of its uh, moons was passing the Earth or something. Uh, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because as you're speaking, um, Loretta and I about let me think. Two years ago, we were we lived we lived on the beach. We lived a block from the beach in Redondo Beach. We don't live there now. We live a little bit further south. And we were walking the dog on the Esplanade, which is a road that's above the um, oh, Strand, which is a sidewalk on the beach, just like you see on TV. Right. And it was the sun was going down. It was a cloudy day, and you could see this. This is the truth. We saw this ourselves. The sun was going down, and then it went down, and then it came up, and it got bright again. You saw that. You saw that? We saw that. We were just talking about it today. Oh, man, I wish I would have seen that. And you could see the the sun through the clouds, just like a little ball of, you know, a little ball of light. Uh And it was because it wasn't totally blocked, but you could see it. And it went down, and saw it was getting dark. All of a sudden, it got light for like a couple of minutes got really bright like light and we wow. could you could see you could see something glowing behind another cloud a little bit further to the right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you can actually go online Dave and this is some of the stuff they've taken down you can go online and you can see videos of two suns setting uh-huh and especially in the southern hemisphere the further south like if you go to Antarctica it's a great view I guess is what I've heard mm-hmm. and read but um, there's this website out there. I'm, um, I'm going to promote him, even though he doesn't know I'm doing this. It's called Mr. MBB333. Mr. MBB333. And he's been on for a long time. He's got a huge following. I don't know, half a million uh, followers, I think, maybe more. Yeah. And he does everything. He's He covers everything, earthquakes, um, you know, weather events, you know, UFOs. And I think it was him. Maybe I'm speaking too soon. He showed a video of the sun through a NASA telescope. And you can see this ball behind the sun glowing. Really? Yeah, this was just a week or two ago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because NASA takes, you know, has satellites around the sun. 
And whenever they take a picture of it, the middle of the sun is blocked by a, a pixel they put there. But right. you can see the solar flares going out from the middle of the pixel. Uh-huh. And as it goes out, it illuminates this object that's round. Really? And it's big. Not as uh-huh. big as the sun, of course, but it's big. And uh-huh. this was just a week or two ago. You know what? I'll look it up. And next show, I'll, 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 if, I can, if I can find it again, I'll give the information about it. But it's called uh, Mr. BB333. I think that's his. If you put it in, it'll come up on YouTube. He's on YouTube. He's got a huge following. He's really good. He just shows stuff. He's, you know, just it's not all UFOs. It's weather, earthquakes. It's everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. um, it's real. It really is real, and it makes sense. Right. You know, because you think, like in the book of Revelation, when he when the seven seals are broke, and or the bowl judgments, whatever whatever it is, whatever happens in heaven happens on earth. Right. And so earth reacts to what's happening in heaven mm-hmm. during this time. And actually all the time, the prayers of a righteous man prevaileth much. So um, does God in these judgments that are coming, does he just supernaturally do it himself? You know, does he just move the earth itself or does he use physical objects to do it. And a good, I was thinking about this, Dave, you know, because some, some people spiritualize these events that they're not really going to happen. It's just spiritual. Right. But when, when Israel was held captive by Egypt for 400 years and, the, and, the, and Moses came along and delivered them with the Lord's power and there was the 10 plagues, those were not spiritualized. Those were real events. Mm-hmm. The frogs, the locusts, the earthquake, the firstborn, you know. So he used natural things on the earth or in creation to do his judgments on Egypt. Right. Mm-hmm. So why would he do anything different during the tribulation? I don't think yeah, he would. That's right. Mm-mm. So because some people spiritualize things and they, they, oh, it's not really the whole earth isn't going to shake. That's just, a, you know, a whatever, a metaphor. It's just a. It's, it's, you know, it's not really going to happen. Well, it's no, it's really going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so how would you shake the whole planet? And I started, you know, when all the faults would have to go off at the same time, well, the odds of that happening are, you know, trillion to one. Right. So you'd have to have something to pull on the earth's crust to stretch the earth to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Why not a rogue planet? Yeah, definitely. And NASA, they found it, and they, like I said earlier, they backtracked it. Uh, one of the things that this is going to do, it says during this time of the seven-year tribulation, it's so bad that God literally shortens the days. Right. And it says in other places in the Old Testament that the earth wobbles like a drunken man, like a guy who's drinking and he's staggering. That's how the earth is rotating through the universe around the sun. It's right. wobbling like this on its axis. Well, what in the world would cause that? And so much so, it says, um, let me me read this. um, uh, Revelation, well, that's 2 Kings, never mind. Wrong, wrong. I got to go back to Revelation. I was in 2 Kings. Um, 8.12, I think. Uh, Revelation 8.12, let me look. Um, 
Oh, yeah, it's 8.12. The fourth angel sounded, and a third of the sun, a third of the moon, and a third of the stars were struck. Mm-hmm. So that a third of them would be darkened. It would not shine for a third of it, and the night in the same way. So the stars, did God st- strike the stars? No. Like The word star can mean many things in the scripture. It can mean angel. You know, it can mean a star. It can mean, it can mean many things, actual star. But no, he, that the earth is so messed up physically that it's spinning off its access even more and the day is shortened. And it's, it must be spinning faster, actually, or slower. How is it going to work? I don't know all the physics behind it. But I do know what the scripture says. The night is a third shorter and the day is a third shorter. And other places in the Old Testament, it says if God hadn't done this, no one would survive the seven years. So he has to speed up the clock of the seven years. So he's going to use Nibiru. I think Nibiru or Plan X is a lot of these judgments, not all of them, because there's others, you know, uh, the pit is opened up and the locusts come out and do all, you know, all that kind of stuff. But a lot of the judgments, I believe, are from this planet or this star or whatever this thing is, you know, um, there's several earthquakes. There's an earthquake in, uh, I think I counted one, two, three earthquakes. There's a great earthquake in the beginning. There's an earthquake in the middle, but it's not called a great earthquake. It's just called an earthquake. And then there's the earthquake at the end before uh, the seven years is up and the return of the Lord. And that's called a great earthquake, which I read earlier. So, um, Everything's making sense. You know, if you are a believer living, let's say, in the 40s, in the 30s and 40s of the last century, and you're a believer, and you're reading your scripture, and you would read things like um, what I read earlier. I didn't read it here, but earlier on it today, um, that all the green grass is burned up on the earth. It's you would think, how in the world would you burn, burn, green grass doesn't burn. How do you burn all the green grass of the earth up? Well, we know now it's called a nuclear blast or Nibiru. There's another point uh, scripture here, I didn't read it, that men are scorched from the sun, that they're literally, I think it's actually in uh, six, chapter 16, and it says the heat of the sun scorches men. Right. What would cause that? Because the Earth has been shifted off its axis, pushed out of its orbit a little bit. Now it's closer to the sun. Mm-hmm. Or it doesn't even have to be physically closer, just tilted one way or the other, tilted on its axis a different way. Right. That would do it. It doesn't mm-hmm. take much. God has put everything in place perfectly. So right. he just has to move it. It's just a nudge, and it messes everything up because he's, he's a perfectionist in his creation, and everything – is connected to everything else. And mm-hmm. so that could do it. But we're living in unbelievable times. I mean, unbelievable times. And so, like I said earlier, if you're a believer, thank goodness you're a believer. Thank God you're a believer and you know the Lord. And if you have issues with family or your bitterness or whatever it is, or you're struggling with it, just struggling with your life, you have addictions or whatever that is, ask him to remove it from you, turn and go the other way, 
because time is short. Yeah. You know, soon we're all going to stand before the Lord as believers to give an account on how we lived. I don't, I'm not looking forward to that day, but I'm looking forward to seeing him. Oh, sure. You know? Yeah. And so the Nibiru, um, or planet X is a real planet, a real body that is going to be used by God to judge this unbelieving world for its sin. And so that's really coming close. It's really coming down the pike here. And then um, the other thing, just totally not changing the subject, but a little bit about what's going on in our country, in America, everything you see on TV is a distraction. That's right. It's all smoke and mirrors. Fake news. And sometimes I even get sucked into it. You know, I, I, I want Trump back. I want our country back. Do I believe that's going to happen? No. And why do I believe that? And I'm not trying to be a pessimist because I know what scripture says about the last days. Men's will hearts will grow cold. There'll be a great apostasy of falling away of, of the faith. And it's happening. America is kind of being taken out of the picture a little bit as a world power. And it's hard to watch. But if you're a believer tonight, be excited because our Lord is coming back and we're going to see him very, very soon. And heaven is real, just like the movie is heaven is real. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. It actually, it's more real than what we are doing now. It's actually who yeah. we really are. And mm-hmm. so we're going to see our family and our friends have gone before us and the Old Testament saints. And we're going to see Yeshua. And we're going yeah. to see the father and we're going to see the angels and there's mansions been built for us. Jesus said it in the gospels. He goes away to prepare a place for us. Mm-hmm. He's had 2000 years to prepare. Can you imagine what that looks like? Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, I can't imagine just like uh-huh. the song. Oh, I can only imagine right. by mercy me. Um, so, um, the stuff that's going on, um, and, and the things with like COVID, COVID, I believe, and I, it's many things it was used for. It was to lock us down, to take our freedoms away. But I also believe it was to see if the masses would obey the governments of the world. Mm-hmm. Because the comes and it starts, they're going to throw, they're going to throw everything at us. And they want to know if we're going to listen to them. Yeah. Like, like sheep, just like, you know, going off to slaughter. And, Thank goodness not everybody's going to listen to them, but it was it was a test. The monkeypox is fake. It's another lie. Right. Um, anybody who tells you to be afraid of something that hasn't even happened yet, as far as the world system goes, not what the scripture says, has got an agenda. Mm-hmm. And they have an agenda. The, the media, the government, the Biden administration, it's all an agenda. And the agenda is you don't matter, I don't matter, and you're expendable, and we're going to get rid of you because we want to bring in our perfect world. But thank goodness there's a God that Yeshua has a different plan. And I think it's in, um, let me look it up, I'll read this. Uh, It's in Psalms 103. Um, oh, that's Genesis. Uh, here, oh, 
These are my tablet psalms. Psalms are big. Is it 101, 103? That's the one. Um, oh, one more time. Hold on a second. It, um, one more. Hard to go from a bigger computer to a tablet, isn't it? <laughs> I know. I know. My tablet's like one third the size of my screen I'm looking at with you guys. Uh, where's that verse, David? It says, I will set my king on Mount Zion. And he um, and he will, okay, it must be. Oh, I'm lost. Uh, maybe it's one more. I don't know, four of those. Well, I can't find it anyway. Um, it was something I should have looked up early. I just thought about it. Basically, it, what it says is it says, oh, yeah, the, the nations devise a vain thing. They say we will break our chains from God. And basically, we'll do the, you know, the nations say, we don't need you, God. We, we're breaking our chains from you, washing our hands from you. He goes, we're going to do what we want to do, paraphrasing here. But then it says he laughs and mocks them, and they perish in his way. And he says, I will set my son on Mount Zion, and he will rule the nations with a rod of iron. And that's in Psalms. I can't remember where it's at. But so how about 2-6? 6? No, 2-6. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, so yeah. I have set my king upon my holy hill. So. Yeah. That's it. Gosh, oh, my was goodness. A, was God's a Zionist? It was only a 2-6. Two, 2-6. Six. Two, six, oh, it's yeah. only 100 chapters off. That's not bad. Let me see here. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. Thanks, Dave. Why are the nations in uproar and the peoples devising a vain thing? The kings of the earth take their stand, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us tear our fetters apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then he will speak to them in his anger and terrify them in his fury, saying, saying, but as for me, I have installed my king upon Mount Zion, my holy mountain. I will surely tell the decrees of the Lord. And he said to me, you are my son. Today I have forgotten you. Ask of me and I will surely give the nations as your inheritance and the very ends of the earth as your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall shatter them like earthenware. Now, therefore, O king, show discernment. Take warning, O judge of the earth. Worship the Lord with reverence and rejoice with trembling. Do homage to the son that he may not become angry and you perish in his way. For the wrath, for his wrath soon will be kindled. How blessed are those who take refuge in him. That's a message to the kings of this earth and to all this stuff that's going on. This is what's going to happen. God's going to put his son on the throne. There's going to be no more of this wokeness, this all this garbage and, you know, telling our kids that a boy can be a girl and a girl can be a boy. It's all going to be gone. He's going to yeah. fix it soon. Yeah, and you know... Um... Judging by the way things are, and Satan's running things right now, since uh, yeah. it's, it's, um, it's uh, what am I trying to think of, uh, crazy out there, then uh, we know who the author is. 
you know, yeah. um, the insane uh, Lucifer, the the archangel um, Satan. Right. So, or actually Lucifer, but he, he's known as Satan. But, um, yeah. Yeah, that's why you see all the craziness out there. You know, Brian, I have to wonder sometimes, um, especially lately, uh, remember in, in Scripture it says that um, the Antichrist will be hidden until um, he that restrains is moved out of the way or taken back out of the way, you know? And so if he's taken back out of the way and all craziness is allowed to enter into the world, I wonder if that's happened. Now, I know that the theory is that, we, you know, the... the um, uh, the Holy Spirit goes with the church, you know, um, you know, in the rapture and stuff like that. But uh, assuming that the rapture isn't going to hasn't happened yet um, and, and it can't happen, maybe it won't happen for another year or so. Who knows? Uh, yeah. But, you know, taking that into account, is it possible that the restrainer has been moved out of the way and all the craziness has started? And then somebody's going to step up when it seems like it's the craziest you can get <clears throat> ever. I mean, it'll make today, yesterday and today look like um, child's play. You know, I yeah, I mean, say, I'm going to end, put an end to all this right now, you know, and, right. and take over the world. roughly. <laughs> well, the thing is, in order for the, the craziness starts with the signing of a peace tree, a covenant with the mini. That's mm -hmm. when it gets crazy. Right. So until we see the Antichrist sign a covenant, it's just gonna, it's gonna get worse. But right. it's gonna go from like a five, this is like a three or four, it's gonna go to a 20. Right. When he signs that peace treaty, then the force, horsemen of the apocalypse and all that starts. But it mm -hmm. can't start until that happens. And the Antichrist can't show up until the restrainers move, which is right. the Holy Spirit living inside every believer in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, because we have, even though we have a corrupt, a corrupt government, there are good people in the government, in our government, I'm talking about America, that are Christians and believers. They have some influence. We have governors and we have senators and congressmen and mayors and police officers and we're spread everywhere. When we're gone, there's no more moral compass. The moral yeah, compass is sure. removed. Yeah. And so, um, and, and, and even, the Antichrist has to sign that peace treaty for the start of the tribulation. It's in Daniel. It's in uh, it's a couple of other places. It's very specific mm -hmm. that right. it's because it's a specific period of time. It's exactly seven years to the from mm -hmm. the start to the finish to the very minute. It's seven okay. exact years, and so there's actual clock in God's eyes. Right, and that clock has started when the pen and the ink hits the paper for Israel to have a peace treaty with its neighbors. Mm -hmm. How many that ever is, we don't know exactly. It just says, but the many. Right. So it, it could be the Middle East. It could be the whole world. But most likely, it's got to be the Middle East around them for sure. You know, right. yeah. those are the ones attacking them. So um, when that, in my view, when that happens, that's when all hell will break loose because that's the beginning of the trip. Sure. And mm -hmm. it starts in um, Revelation 6. Right. You know. So that's interesting. That's the number of man. What's that? Six is the number of man. Yeah. It's not, yeah. yeah and it's, it's interesting. Some of the passages I've read today about the great earthquake in Revelation 6, verse 12. Six goes into 12 twice in chapter 6. Right. Um, you know, um, 
Revelation 16, the, the very final great earthquake, Revelation 16. I'm, you know, I'm throwing stuff out there. I don't mean it means anything, but I pick up on numbers mean stuff. But oh, yeah, sure. I can't are. prove it, yeah. but it's kind of odd. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's just um, until that happens, the peace treaty is signed. The really super bad stuff that we read about from chapter 6 through 18 Actually, it's 17, but um, is it hasn't happened yet um, because, you know, in the beginning, I think it's 25 percent of the world's killed in the first few months or weeks of the tribulation. You know, famine, sword, pestilence, war, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the white, the white horse, um, which is the Antichrist. He comes first. See, the Antichrist first comes first. The white, yeah. yeah, he's the white horse. So he comes first. And, and the only he and the way he comes to power and fame is by doing that contract. That's what gives him his power and fame instantly. Because he'll do something, Dave, that nobody's ever done since 1948, ever. And look how many people have tried. Yeah. And so he's going to be a superstar literally overnight. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. So, uh, but that hasn't happened yet. And mm-hmm. so we have time. You know, there's time. Yeah, I mean, so, but it, you know, it, we can we can see stuff before it happens. We can definitely see things, bad things, but not the things written from Revelation six through eighteen. Sure. In, in my opinion. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, no. Very good. Um, I think that um, I'm I'm going to go way into left field here, folks. Okay. And to me, that's normal. Um, but. Uh, uh, you know, back in uh, the 1940s, uh, I, I'm convinced that the um, the Nazis got a lot of their technology from uh, fallen angels, aka yeah. aka um, aliens. Um, and one of the inventions that they supposedly had was called the Nazi bell or Die Glocke, which is German for the bell. <laughs> um, and supposedly, you know, I wasn't there, so I don't know, and I don't know anybody that was there, and nobody does for that matter, but supposedly there were three of them there and uh, they were conducting experiments in time travel. And um, so the theory is that perhaps uh, the Nazis were able to go forward in time, you know, not really to interfere, but to, to observe. And um, and suppose, let's just say that maybe they, they got far enough in the future to see the Antichrist setting him up on itself up on the throne in Jerusalem. Okay. And then they come back and, hey, we saw the end. We win, you know. <clears throat> so let's just keep going. Let's just, everything's going to work out great. We win. And, um, but they didn't see the rest of it. Now, in, in 1964 or 63, uh, something crashed in Kecksburg, Pennsylvania, and it looked just like an egg court or a bell. And the government moved right in and took it. Now, the guy that, um, oh, I was going to forget his name. The, the general that was put in charge in that was, um, oh, man, I hate when this happens. Well, anyway, he, uh, and there's nobody in the chat room to help me out. Um, he disappeared. Nobody knows what happened to him. Um, he's just gone. He was there one day, and, and after that, nobody could ever find him. Um, so, you know, the, the theory, oh, no, let me jump ahead to 19, no, no, 2007 or eight, I can't remember. Uh, they had, when they had the lights down in Texas, uh, the Stevensville lights, 
Um, there was a, a cop that or a constable, his name was Leroy Gayton. And he says that he saw two lights. And inside the two lights, they were like halos. There was, each one had a bell in it. Okay. He took a video of it. And that's, that's a long story. I tried to get it, but I ran in. Uh, I walked towards with uh, um, the person that had it, Linda Moulton Howe. And uh, I never did get a copy. I got accused of being mean. Uh, imagine that, Brian. I got accused of being mean. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so um, anyway, so he got a video, and I, I never did get to see it. She said it was fuzzy and, and everything else. But um, so, what if those three disappeared, and because they were traveling through time, one came back in 1963, and the other came back um, either permanently or for a brief while in uh, in 2007 or eight, whatever it was. Um, now stay with me here. <laughs> um, could it be that, um, that somehow mankind has def- um, perfected that kind of technology? I think they have, we have, or, you know, the powers that be, maybe it started with the Nazis and it was brought over with project paperclip anyway. Um, and I know I'm really getting off on a sidetrack here, folks, but hear me out. Um, so he disappears and, and um, so the bells. And so we have the technology. And um, so they figure they're going to go in the future. And I, I don't remember exactly where he sets himself up, the Antichrist does, and proclaims himself to be God as where it relates to the sixth angel with the trumpet. Um, I'd have to really study on that. Maybe, maybe you know, Brian, is it, do they coincide with one another or? Uh, the, the events, the two events, the Antichrist setting himself up in the temple, proclaiming himself to be God. And the other one is, um, <laughs> oh, man, my brain is fried. Uh, proclaiming himself to be God. And, oh, yeah, and the sixth angel and uh, the trumpet blower in Revelation. You're, you're muted, by the way, I think. Yeah, I can't hear you. Okay, sorry about that. That's all right. Um, well, he does go in the temple in the middle of the tribulation and declares himself to be God. And that's when uh, the Jews realize that he's fake. And that's when they flee to Petra. And they, you know, they, they get out of Dodge, you know. Right. Because he goes after them first. Right. He, he goes after the, the Jews first. And then he, God protects the, the, the remnant of Jews as they flee. Right. But then he goes after their offspring, which is the believers that were saved after, you know, during or during the tribulation, they get saved, which mm-hmm. I can't remember what chapter, but there's a multitude. It says there's a multitude can't be counted. So many people get saved during the seven years. Uh-huh. I've heard I've heard other people talk about this. It's up to a billion. Right. But uh, I don't know. That's a lot. Sure. More, more I've heard and read more people get saved in seven years than. 2000 years since mm-hmm. resurrection. Okay. So the reason I ask that is because, um, if they do coincide even close to one another, um, where am I going with this? Um, you, you were talking about the trumpet judges, the, the six. Yeah. Trumpet, they, there's, there's the sixth trumpet. And then just before the seventh, um, because that's, it's, it's a profound judgment. Um, and, and an angel makes a very profound statement. And where I'm going with this is that um, 
is that if we have perfected a time machine and, and mankind is so ignorant to think that he can change God's plans, which is impossible, but, you know, how many things do we try that God says is impossible? And, and sometimes we, we, we succeed, but it, it turns to utter failure afterwards. But uh, right. um, so what if, um, what if, okay, I got to read a couple of scriptures. I'm going to read second Kings real quick. Okay. Um, uh, give you a kind of uh, background folks. Um, Elijah, oh, Elisha, yeah. The sixth trumpet is the army from the east. Right. But right after that, before the seventh, there's a, there's a scripture about okay. time. And, you go ahead and do Kings and I'll look this up. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Second Kings 614. Um, let's see. So the, the uh, Elisha, the prophet, was basically being shown by Yahweh what the king of Syria was going to do. And he would report that to the king of Israel and the king of Israel would route the Syrians every time. So the king of Syria said, okay, which one of you people talking to his own people is a traitor? You know, and, and they said, not any of us. It's that, um, is that Elisha, Elisha knows the, the plans of the king um, before they happen. So uh, anyway, so the, the king of Syria said, well, go get this guy. <laughs> you know, I want to meet him and I want to, I want him to quit giving the Israelis uh, the, the what's up, their heads up. Uh, so they, they went and they found, I think he was in Dothan. I'm not sure, but, um, and, uh, so the, they surrounded the city. And so Elisha's servants kind of freaking out. He's, he's like, he sees all these horses and chariots and Elisha says, Oh God, please open up his eyes, you know? And, and it says his eyes were open and he saw the hills all around the town were filled with flaming chariots. Okay. So the, he opened the, the, um, the servant's eyes up to the spiritual kingdom to show him exactly what was happening around things that he couldn't see with the normal human's eyes, you know? Okay. So that's, that's, what's really around us all the time. And it, you know, uh, mm -hmm. so anyway, um, he was instructed, I'll just finish the story real quick. He was instructed to, uh, uh, he, uh, somehow the Syrians got struck with blindness. I think the Lord struck him with blindness and he went out and he said, he'd lead him to Elisha. It was Elisha speaking. And he led him right to the king of Syria, and they thought they were dead men, but the king of Syria, excuse me, the king of Israel. And the king of Israel said, no. He says, uh, at Elias' behest, he says, no, I'm going to prepare him a meal and then send it back to where they came from. And uh, it said after that, the uh, Syr the Syrians never again bothered the, uh, the tribe of Israel or the tribes of Israel. So then, okay, so we're there. And then if you go to Revelation... Um, let's see. And an angel, which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth, lifted up his hand to heaven. Let's see. Where is this? It's talking about a thunders. Okay. Lift up his hand to heaven and swear by him that liveth forever and ever who created heaven and the things that are therein, that therein are, and the earth and the things that therein are, and the seas and the things that therein are, that there should be time no longer. Okay, now we're bound from seeing that the spiritual realm, I think time has a lot to do with it. Because when you snap a picture of the sky and there's a UFO there, somehow you froze time. And that's what's really happening in the background. Anyway, uh, or other things too, shadow people and stuff like that, uh, that aren't seen with the naked eye, but show up on, on videos. Anyway, um, so, you know, so the Lord says, okay, well, <laughs> these human beings that think they're so snazzy, you know, they, they, yeah, they've got a time machine and, and before they have a chance to use it, 
against me, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to end time. Now we go back to Elijah. What did his servants see? The, the hillside fills with, filled with chariots. And um, I think it's not long after that that the people say, you know, let the rocks fall on us and uh, keep us from seeing the face of the one that comes. Um, so when time freezes, a lot of weird things are going to happen, okay? Because uh, that's what I get from that scripture, first of all, because the word um, be no more actually means something that existed once doesn't exist anymore. It has been changed to something else, and it's talking about time, um, which I think is pretty heavy. But um, anyway, uh, so if he suspends time, kind of, well, he sort of suspended time uh, in Joshua's day with the, the long day. Uh, but I don't think that he revealed um, the other uh, dimensions, you might want to call them, um, that are all around us. And um, when these people, when time stops and these people see what they've been worshiping and, and all that stuff. And um, here, because there's a scripture that comes after that um, about the mystery of God being finished. Um Anyway, it's it's in that same in the same area. Um, talks about the mystery of God being fulfilled or finished, um, and that would be, you know, towards the end of Revelation, just before the return of Yeshua, that was the whole mystery. <laughs> you know, there's lots of parts to that mystery. It's a multifaceted mystery, but other things have happened, and now this happens, and then it just kind of fulfills uh, everything up to that point. Anyway, um, so. He suspends time. People see what they've been worshiping, the, you know, the little gods they've been setting up or or uh, they can see the people or the, uh, the demonic entities and the fallen angels that are hanging around the Antichrist influencing him or even the Antichrist possessed with Satan. Imagine what that sight would be. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, you know, it's just something to ponder, something to think about. It's a Twilight Zone thing, but um, that's what the scripture seems to suggest. And you talk about time being shortened, too. And, uh, you know, that's, that could fit right into that scenario that you presented, you know, mm-hmm. and, or the scripture you presented, not scenario, because it's the truth. <laughs> um, so anyway, it's just, it's just something to think about and to know that, you know, the things that are happening to you and I and to other people now, yes, they seem like they're really distressing, hard, difficult, um, things that might even impact our faith. But if we were to sit back and pray and meditate on Yeshua, keeping our eyes upon Yeshua, um, and the things of earth grow strangely dim, and if we keep our eyes on him, everything else grows strangely dim, like the song says. And if we do that, then we see that things are here are just temporal. You know, they're, we live, we, we were born, we live, and we die. But when we're born again, we, we uh, live forever because of him, nothing that we did. And um, so it's, it's, it's important to remember that you know, the things that we see, we see Biden doing all of his devious little abominable deeds and, and, um, and all the other players like Soros and, and uh, the Rockefellers and the Bilderbergers and everybody else doing what they're doing. And their thing is temporal. They're, remember when he said uh, he was talking about somebody had done something Yeshua did, and he said they have the reward. They got the reward on earth, okay? And that's kind of what they're going to get, but it's going to be a bittersweet for them because remember they say you can't take it with you. 
And mm -hmm. uh, even if they do think that they can take it with them, they're not going to. And all the power that they attain, all the, the money that they acquire and everything else is just going to be left behind the minute they take their last breath. You and I realize that people that, that, um, that know the Lord, we realize that, but we have the hope that there's a, there's something coming. There's something after that's much more glorious than the, than the day-to-day -day tedium that we put up with, you know, and, and I love that hope, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, you know, and it's really hard just recently I've, I've experienced this, you know, it's really hard to, to be going through stuff and, and to have the faith and to, and, and to say, Lord, what are you doing? I don't understand what you're doing. When my attitude should have been, well, Lord, this is what happens. And, you know, and mm -hmm. I know that, that everything you're doing is for my good, you know, so I'm just going to sit back and cruise and let you do it, you know? And, uh, th I think the, the day that I finally get there, Brian, I, I don't know. It's, I hope it's not far off, but, um, <laughs> you know, just to live like the apostles did and, and the disciples and everything and to have that blind faith and, and, to you know, just to know that we're in the palms of his hands all the time. And when we, sometimes we see him tilt his hand a little bit, but that doesn't mean he's going to let go. So he tilts his hand a little, and we start freaking out. Oh, you know, oh my God, you know, what's happening? Lord, why did you forsake me? What, why aren't you hearing my prayers? Why did, you know, blah, da, 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 you know? And, um, when we should be saying, yeah, okay, Lord, you know, this is a minor setback. If it is a setback at all, maybe you're trying to teach me something. Maybe you're, you know, maybe there's something better tomorrow or the next day or a week from now or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I got to share this with you guys. Um, yesterday, I was having one of those moments and I was weary. I was tired. Um, this project is taking forever and we've run out of funds and, um, soon that'll end soon i think pretty soon but anyway um and so i sat in the backyard and we had posted this on craigslist but i didn't put any pictures of the inside because we had to clean and everything and and i was told by somebody well if you don't post pictures of the inside you're not going to get a call well i sat in the back and i backyard and i just said lord i said i know i didn't post the pictures i said but please let me hear from somebody today i didn't say from craigslist i just let me hear from somebody today and about a half hour later, my son-in-law came in and he said, Hey, you know, this, I, this person that we know knows somebody else and they're looking for a trailer and they heard about you selling yours and blah, blah, blah and stuff. And, and uh, really brought a lot of hope, you know, and now how they waited one more day, you know, and, but we don't know about that one more day because sometimes one more mm -hmm. days go into one more week, one more month, one more <clears> year. <throat> and, um, so anyway, you know, learn from me, folks, if you if you have to. But uh, my dad once said, a wise person learns from his, his mistakes, but an even wiser person learns, learns from the mistakes of others. And mm -hmm. so I told you a story about this. So learn from my mistake and my yeah. lack of faith that uh, he does care for us. And, you know, that answer's coming. We just have to have the faith that it's coming. So, yeah. Anyway, wow, that was a long diatribe. <laughs> that was good. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. I'm are you um are you tired? I know I'm tired. Uh, yeah, I have to go get the chickens put away too, so it's <laughs> getting right. dark out and the raccoons are gonna yeah. be out pretty soon. So yeah. yeah. But um 
Yeah. Okay. Well, it's been really fun, Brian, doing this with you again tonight. And um, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. And and folks, I hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back next Thursday to talk about some more stuff. And I'll be back next Monday, hopefully, uh, without the problems that I had last week. And I pray in Yeshua's name that those problems aren't on this video. Because um, yeah. if they are, I don't know what I'm going to do. But uh, anyway, oh. like I just said, it's in his hands. Blame him. That's right. <laughs> so, all right, Brian. Well, God bless. It's been a pleasure uh, fellowshipping with you again. And um, mm -hmm. you too, folks. Yep. Have a great night, folks, and a great week, rest of the week. Bye-bye, <laughs> y'all. Bye. -bye,